I'll just all your prayers today as we try to speak for just a little bit this morning. I thought I had it all figured out. I'm just fixing to shoot off the hip again. It's all right. Uh, I had a message figured out what I was going to talk about. Remember when Saul went to, or Paul, was Paul, you know, he was brought before uh, King Agrippa, I think it was, and Paul told him all the all his old life story, kinda, and you know, at the very end of that, King Agrippa told him, said, "I was almost persuaded to be a Christian." You remember, and that's what I was going to talk about, but I'm not going to do it now because I just Lord just told me just a little bit ago I got to do something different. So I preached on this. I've used this subject many times, and I told God, I said, "God, I just you know I've used it so much," but He said, "You know, I think you need to use it again." And uh, we are blessed here at this church to have the people that we have, the young people. We, I think we had men during was counting, I think, Wednesday night with 41 kids. But that's, that wasn't counting the adults. So we had a house full of people here. The kids that we're very blessed with, and they're going, if time goes on, they're going to be the future of the world, the future of our church. And we're going to have to, have, we're going to, have to put a foundation under them. Very much so, and I, I'm, you know, I was just sitting there thinking a while ago about how blessed I was to be raised the way I was, you know, on the, the foundation I got. I didn't agree with a lot of it then, but you know, looking back now, I thought, you know, Dad didn't know what, he didn't know what he was talking about. It was, and I was raised old school. It was hard work and all that stuff, <laughs> you know. It didn't, uh, but hard work could get you somewhere. Amen. Hey, man, I remember. You know, my parents, you know, back then, well, they they just, you know, didn't believe in sports and stuff like that. And I think I finally started playing ball when I was in 10th grade. I'd never seen a ball game until I was in 9th grade. I think I went and stayed with a friend who would play. I'd never seen an organized basketball game until I was 10th until then. And I finally started playing in 10th grade, you know. So, I, you know, I was kind of a late starter. But hard work paid off, you know. And I'm, I'm just I'm just because I just – it wouldn't – I didn't get to play because my parents was there, talked to the coach because they never did come to a game I ever played. But I made the top 10 players in the county when I was a senior. It was called hard work, dedication. I spent time with the gym because I had something I wanted, you know. And I want today for the, you know, my wife has taught me yesterday, I think we was coming back from Conway, she said, well, how much longer do you think you're going to pastor? I said, I don't know, only God knows, you know. But I think right now probably is uh, one of the most critical times of my pastor never been. Because of young people and all the things we're fighting today. Amen. And I know that a lot of people in the same like church world today, they're wanting something real spectacular. Some real spectacular message, you know, but I'm old school, and if it hadn't been for my foundation, I might not be where I'm at today. And we're not getting a great foundation on our children today and worldwide. I heard a teacher, and I'm not going to say who it was, you know, I started school started, and I think she had said, I think I got the numbers a little bit wrong, but I think I got it right. I think she had 19 kids in her class. And only three of the kids had two parents that lived at home. I mean, just let that sink in for just a little bit. 
And if somebody, you know, I'm thankful, you know, people make mistakes and all this and that, but I'm thankful the children that's coming to church here. And I don't know their background or history or nothing, but it's not for me to know, but it's for me to say, you know, there's one foundation, there's one God you can turn to. And he'll never let you down. No matter where you go or what you do, he'll never let you down. You know, the prodigal son, you know, he got to the age he thought he was, you know, I'll put this own version a little bit. He thought he was, knew it all, and he told his dad, you know, he said, you know, just give me what belongs to me and I'm out of here. And he went, and the Bible said he spent everything wastefully. He, you know, he wasted everything that he had. And there's a lot of this younger generation today are wasting everything they've got, chasing something that they're wanting, that they're longing for. But the prodigal, you know, he, he finally, you know, spent everything he had, went to a hog pen, lived for a while, and eat for a while. He said when he came to himself, he said, you know, i got a father I can go back to. And I want you young people to know you are always got a father. Amen. No matter where you may end, you know, I know everybody's not going to be perfect. You're going to go down the wrong roads sometimes. But if, you, if, we get, if we can get a foundation under you here at the church... You may not get it at home, but we can get it to you here at church. If we can't do it at church, we got a problem. And I looked at this, and I'm, I'm just shooting from the hip this morning, but we, you know, as I look back, you know, in the last 15, 20 years, our church world has changed so much. You know, even what we teach has changed. But the Bible tells us Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If it's a sin 20 years ago, it's still a sin today. Amen. Amen. So I just want to say this, say that, and we're going to speak to you today for just a little bit. You can go to with me if you want to, if you want to read along. It's in Luke 22 where it's at. You've heard me talk about it quite a bit. But this is what God told me to change it to this morning. Now, most of the time he knows what he's talking about, and I don't. <laughs> But maybe somebody's here and needs to hear this. If it's just one person, it's worth listening to it. We talk about Peter a lot in the Bible. You know, we compare it, look at his life, how, you know, he was a person that Christ called out, and we looked through all through the Bible, and he had seen great, great things. And. I could just, it just kind of blows my mind all the things that he did see. Well, see what Christ done. But he still was persuaded by the enemy. Amen. Amen. Think about it for just a little bit. Bible said we don't wrestle against just flesh and blood, but against spiritual weaknesses in high places. Satan is a powerful person today. I hope you believe that. Amen. And if you're young people today, he don't care one thing about you. Even though you think he may do, he does. But he don't care one thing about you. All he is is trying to get back at God through you because God's given his son for you. And he wants that to be a bloop. Amen. Amen. 
He wants it to be a blooper. But I'm thankful for Jesus Christ today. And today we talk about Peter and all the great things that he done and what he's done, you know, up to the time that we're fixing to read about. We see that, you know, he was with Jesus through a lot of his preaching, a lot of his miracles he's seen. We see all that. Then we get to a point now where things is changing. The Christ is now fixing to be arrested. Christ now was fixing to do something, you know, that no man has ever done. He was going to give his life. I know the world today said, you know, they took his life. No, he didn't, they didn't take it. They give it to him. He gave his life. He gave his life for you and he gave his life for me. Amen. That's who he gave it for. And Peter, you know, for this, you know, he told Christ, he said, you know, he said, I'll do anything for you. Put this down, down my way of looking at it. I'll do anything for you. And he said, you know, and we find out, he said, in the 31st verse, starting reading in Luke 22, it says, Simon, he told Christ, or the Lord was talking to Simon, this is written in red. He said, Satan has desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. And I want you young people today and everyone here, just take Simon's name out of that and put your name there. And he'd be saying the same thing. Satan has a desire to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. But you've got to read a little bit further. But he said, I have prayed for you. I prayed for you. You young people here today, Christ prayed for you. When you went down the wrong road. And you may still be down the wrong road, but he prayed for you. He's, I'm praying for you, Peter. I'm praying for you that your faith fails not. And when you're converted, strengthen your brother. And the Lord told him, he said, you know, Peter told him, he said, I'll go to prison. He said, you know what? He said, he said Lord, I am ready to go to go with thee both in prison to death. And he said, Peter, I told you the rooster's going to crow three times. You're going to deny me three times and the rooster's going to crow. Y'all know that story. I just want to paint in your mind this morning just how powerful Peter thought he was in his own his own physical strength he thought he was powerful and I think today we sometimes think we can we can do it by ourselves that's when we kind of quit praying we quit you know reading our Bibles we quit doing this we quit doing that it is amazing today when we got this right here sitting here and we got this right here sitting here and how many hours we spend doing this? Or during a week? When Christ said, I've been praying for you. And you ignore that, you're doing this. Reading all the information that's on this and some of it don't amount to a hill of beans. But you got so much invested in this. And Christ said, I'm sure I prayed for you. Because you don't know how strapped you are. You don't know how weak you are. But he said, I've been praying for you that your faith fails not. And Peter said, I'll go to death with you. I'll go to prison with you. I'll do all these things. But Jesus knew Peter better than Peter knew himself. Amen. And he went on down a little bit further and you know, he went to the garden and prayed. We know that story. 
He went in there and the Bible says, you know, when the gospel crossed in on, they fell asleep while he was praying. But they came and got him. The Bible says even Christ prayed so hard that his sweat became great drops of blood as it fell on the ground. If you just imagine Christ's body had to break down so much that his sweat became his drop of blood. That's pretty bad. But he was serious about what he was doing. And we're sitting over here. I know somebody might not want this, but this is what it is. You take it out with God. Our church today is getting so weak today. Satan is dividing us today like crazy. You know what I'm talking about. We got our own opinion about everything, but we do not bring God's opinion in about nothing anymore. You know what I'm talking about. We have changed it all. Why? Because it has entered into our lifestyle, it's entered into our families, then we what used to be wrong is all right now because it entered into my house. It entered into your house and you re-looked it over and said, Well, God knows what's going on today. It's kind of a different time today, but you left out where Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You left out that God don't like sin. Sin brings forth death. It always has and it always will. And I'm not here to run nobody down. I'm not here to pick anybody out or nothing like that. But if it's, you know, it's, I'm hoping the Holy Spirit convicts people today about what's going on. And I'm going to say this story, and I know the person, a younger guy, instead of getting married, they moved in together. They had a child. And on time, as the child got older, a little bit older, I don't know how old, forget how old it is, two or three years old. Now they are separated. But because they didn't go through marriage, now he's got to go get a DNA test. See, death or sin don't bring forth anything good. Don't shut me down, okay? See, we have changed marriage. We have changed our ideal looks on it, you know. We have changed what we thought about uh, homosexuality and abortion and all that. Why? Because it's entered into our home. God understands. Let me tell you something. God says, you know, if it was wrong when I said it was years ago when I wrote the Ten Commandments down, it's still wrong today. It's still wrong today. Our young people today, we need a church that is sound today more than it's ever been. More sound, more preaching, you know, and I had to find a, a, a sermon that I'd never heard before, but we get back to preach what the grandparents or forefathers preached about God is real, His mercy, His judgment is true, and we got to have some common sense today and say, listen. It ain't about chasing everything that comes along. It's about getting a hold of God and letting God lay out our life like he wanted to be. 
He says this word he even knew is from her mother's womb. If he's so much concerned about it, he got your life planned out. So you need to search him to find out what he's got for you. Can I go on? We look across the younger generation now, we say, oh, that's a hopeless generation. No. Look back a couple of generations and we lost it. We quit, we quit preaching. We quit, kept, or we forgot to teach. You see what I'm talking about? I remember when I was a teenager, I was a teenager like y'all was. And my parents, we was raised up, I was raised up Pentecostal holiness. I remember the first shirt I got, you know, they come like a fishnet. Looking, you, know, you see, this had teeny, teeny holes in it. I mean, I ain't talking about the holes I got today. Cause, come on. I mean, these had little bitty holes in it. Well, hey, yeah, I got that, and I thought Dad was going to. But that was in his rules, but I did end up wearing it. I wasn't trying to despise what he said, but I just didn't know what it hurt. I mean, the smallest, I mean, the whole, if you could see the shirt, it was a red shirt, and I had the red shirt and had plaid pants with it. You know, I was decked out. <laughs> Come on. I look sharp. Amen. I remember I walked out of Hebrew Springs to get my plaque when I made the top 10 players in the county. I had on a green plaid pants, a green shirt, and black and white shoes, and I was, they was platform. <laughs> Say stuff that you don't forget stuff like that. Hey, Amen. I don't know why I got off on that. I'm to get you to laugh a little bit right now. We'll get back in the meat for just a second if I got any more time. But we, we've changed. We changed. Her kids today, the way they dress today. I'm not running. I mean, I'm not running down. But man, we're just opening the gate up for Satan to say, "Hey, just have a field day." Oh. I mean, we're just saying, "Hey, you know, we got no restrictions. We got no laws anymore. We left it all out. We left it all out." See, I want to go to heaven someday. Amen. There's rules and there's regulations. Amen. See, I wanted to play basketball so bad back when I was there. Coach Brady was dead and gone now, but he had rules and regulations. You had to wear a jacket and everything. You had to wear nice clothes when you came to the game. I didn't protest against it because it was his rules, his regulations. And I'm not comparing that to this, but I'm not going to protest against God's word today because it is the rules and regulations of God. I wanted to play basketball then, so I went by his rules, but I want to go to heaven someday and I want to play by God's rules. Amen. Amen. Hey, man, what am I talking about? I want to go to a place with no COVID. Come on. With no sadness anymore, no tears, no funerals. I got to drive to Memphis Tuesday to do a funeral. Sadness. Sadness. But heaven's going to be so great, people. It's going to be so great. 
So you got to have a foundation to get there. And I've got to get over. I'm going to run out of time. Peter said he'd do all these things, but he forgot who he's wrestling against. And it was Satan. When you start trying to do right for God, get ready for a battle. Because Satan will do everything that he can to keep you from doing what's right. Or keep you from expanding your faith and all of the stuff, you know, this. You don't have to do that. You got time. You got this. You got that. You're so busy. You're tired. This and that. They came and got Christ. Peter was still on a rampage. When the soldiers came, you know, they got them and they took Christ. Peter, the Bible says, you know, he took a sword and cut off one of the soldiers' ears. He was still on fire. Still on fire. Amen. Even the point, you know, Christ's love was still going out so much, he took the guy and he healed him. He said, I got to do what the Father wants me to do. I'm putting this kind of my own version. But where did Peter go then? Where do you go when battle gets rough? Come on. Do you call up your friend? Say, we got to talk. Do you go out and cafe? You can do this and do that. Where do you go when the battle gets rough? I got my opinion. If they don't agree with me, I'll stay home. Don't shut me down. But the Bible says, greater he that's in you than he that's in the world. So if you want to beat the world, you got to get somebody inside of you. you got to get the power of the Holy Spirit. So Peter, the Bible says, you can get this next few words and we won't read much more. And the Bible says, they took him and led him and brought him into the priest's house. This was, Pete, this was Christ. And Peter, what? Read it. Followed afar off. Come on, it's the same Peter that was cutting off soldiers' ears. It's the same Peter that said, I told Christ, and I'll go to prison with you. But now he started following him a little bit of distance. The Bible said, afar off. Now he sat down among the crowd. They had a fire going. He warmed himself. I know some of you young people have heard me say this before. If you ever hear me, or listen to me at all, listen to this right here. Young people. Be very careful who fire you sit by and draw strength from. Because he sat there for a period of time. And they said, you know, and one of them come, somebody come to him and said, this is with evil with Jesus. And what did he say? No, I'm not. I'm not one. I went with him. Just a few hours ago, he was saying, told Christ, I go to prison with you. He cut off a soldier's ear. But now his whole Mind begin to change. Why? Because he got away from the Word of God. My opinion. He got away from Christ. He got away from Christ. And I want to say that if we close, close some of this out. He went ahead and he sat there for a while. We knew back in the 70s, you know, when they, when they took prayer out of school and they, they uh, made abortion legal and all that, we knew that was wrong. And we give in to praying, not praying in school. They cannot keep you from praying in school. You don't have to pray out loud. You can pray in your spirit. My opinion. You don't have to make a big scene. And it, God don't want you, excuse me. He don't want you to make a big scene. He just wants you to be true to him. 
Peter kept sitting there. He kept sitting there. Just as we as a church today, we have sat there and we have sat here. Then we begin to change our ideals of what's right, what's wrong. Come on. Maybe I shouldn't say this, but I'm going to. Most of the churches today agree with abortion's wrong and homosexuality is wrong. But every fourth year, we say it's all right. You can fill in the blanks. Why? Well, we support people that believe it's right. This is what's right, people. If we don't put a young foundation on these young people today, they're not going to get out in the world pretty good chance they're not going to. Some of young people today don't know where to turn, but I'm telling you today, turn to Jesus Christ. And the Bible says, you know, Peter went there and denied him three times. And the Bible says, you know, and Christ looked at Peter and Peter remembered what he said. I'm here today to tell you, I'm trying for the next, my next few preaching days or time here on earth, I'm going to try to tell the world what Jesus said. What Jesus said. What Jesus said. Everybody want to now to know. They want to know today. When's the end of time coming? Preach about revelation. Do all this and that. I'm, I'm ignorant on all that stuff. But one thing I'm not ignorant on, I know who Jesus Christ is. He's the Son of God. And if I got Him deep inside my heart, I can get through anything. Do you know what I'm talking about? I can get through anything if I got Jesus Christ. Why? Say this in closing. I believe it's in Matthew. He said, I'll be with you and even till the end. I'm not going nowhere. I got you. I got you. Just believe me. So God changed this message for somebody, a message for somebody. You heard me preach it before, and you'll probably, if I stay here a long time, you'll probably hear me again. But it does make a difference, young people, who you hang around with. Because it will change your opinion. While you're at church, you may have one opinion. But if you go sit by the fire, by the enemy's fire, you better make sure you know what you're doing. The best thing you do is just say, no, I'm not doing that. No, I'm not taking no drugs. No, I'm not doing all these things. Because my preacher said, Jesus loves me. My preacher said, we're going to a place called heaven one of these days if we stay true to his word. If we don't, I know this ain't very popular, but there's a place called hell. And that's where we end up at if we don't. Plain and simple. So I hope you got something from this message today. We're going to stand together today. And I want to, maybe you want to come and pray for some reason today. We asked you to right now. Anybody want to come and pray for any reason? There's some coming. Why don't you come on and fill this altar full this morning? Anybody just want to come and pray? Anybody else? 
And you young people want to come and pray, we'll pray with you. You don't have to tell me anything, just come and pray. Anybody. Anybody else? Any uplifted hands, just say, just remember me, church. I just need your prayers. God got you. God got them hands. Anybody? God got you. As we pray right where you're at today, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we come to you thanking you for this time that you've given us today to be in your house. We thank you today for your word today, Father. We ask for forgiveness today where we have failed you, Father. And Father, I pray today, Father, we looked into your word, Father, where you told Peter that you've been praying for him because you knew that he would take a wrong road. He would sit down in the enemy's camp. But Father, we're so thankful for your grace and mercy today, Father. And Father, I pray for this church as a whole today, Father, that you will touch each and every one here today, Father. I pray for these young people here today, Father. We know you love each and every one of them today. We know, Father, they got hurts today. They got problems today, Father. You know that need today, Father. But I pray, Father, today that we as a church today can show them the light of Jesus Christ today, Father. We know that you'd never leave them. Father, I pray that you would just shadow them when they go out. Father, give the comfort to them, Father, where that hurt is. And Father, we pray for those that's lost loved ones today. You just comfort them and be with them. And Father, we ask these things in the mighty name of Jesus. And God, people said, Amen.